4: the jesse kelly show another hour final hour of the jesse kelly show on an ask dr jesse friday it has been a blast of a day i got uh i got a couple of different things i need to address before we get back to the ask dr jesse questions first and foremost pennsylvania right now there is a nasty primary happening in pennsylvania between Dr. Oz and this other lady and all these others, and there's just filthy primary battle, and it's turned into a proxy battle, in case you haven't been paying attention, for the various pundits out there. This radio guy likes this person. This TV guy likes this person. This radio guy likes... And now everybody with these huge platforms, they're getting in, and they're just chucking mud at each other. They're just carving each other up in a primary. And this is what I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see people say things like, Oh, I hate this. There's no... This is awful. Oh, I wish we would... We we shouldn't treat each other like this. This is terrible. What have I told you about the presidential primary in 2024? About what I want. People ask me what I want. And who my guy is. And I say, I don't have a guy. My The thing I'm most invested in for 2024... Is every single person getting in the race? Trump, Heavy D, Cruz, Pompeo, you name it. I want every person to get in the race. And not only do I want them to get in the race, I want them to have a gigantic, nasty fight. One that makes you uncomfortable. Why? That's how we get the best candidate. I mean, these nasty primaries. It's uncomfortable to watch a Republican going after a Republican. And are we going to be able to come back together for the general? Is this going to hurt us? Is this going to... I'm worried, guys. A good primary is necessary. A good, nasty primary tempers the eventual winning candidate to win against the Democrat machine. If you're one of these people, I don't, I don't like these primaries no more. Okay? Okay. Did you like Donald Trump's four years as president? Maybe you're one of these hardcore Trump people, but did you enjoy his four years? Did you enjoy the reworking of trade deals? A secure border? Did you enjoy the best foreign policy four years we've had in my entire lifetime? Did you enjoy Trump dereguling? You know, all the things that came with the Trump presidency? Well, um, maybe you don't remember, but Donald Trump to get to be president first had to get through the nastiest GOP primary I have ever seen in my entire life. Now, part of that's because Trump's nasty. It got nasty. That's just the way he brawls. That's fine with me. It never bothered me at all. Remember at one point in time, Trump and Rubio were on stage on camera openly mocking each other's manhood size that's how dirty and nasty that primary got. Nasty primary. And during that primary, you were probably saying then what you're saying now. I don't want any primary in 2024. Uh, just give it to Trump. Uh, I, I don't want any, I don't like this, I don't like this Pennsylvania primary. Just pick one. Just pick one. Don't ever pick one. Make them fight. Make them fight. They don't want to fight, right? Every candidate just wants to be coronated. No, no, no. I don't need a primary. I am clearly the guy. Just allow me to be the guy. No, sir. You go out. You get in the ring with the other gladiators. And y'all pull out your swords and carve each other up like Thanksgiving turkeys. And when you're done, the guy I get who walks out of there last man standing, I get the best fighter. I get the one who's ready. We want nasty primaries. That is what we want because that will create for us better candidates. Jesse, who's your guy in Pennsylvania? Do you like this person? Do you like this person? I want them to fight. I'm sitting back watching this fight and I'm enjoying it. Remember this. Politics is a contact sport. Politics is a contact Sport. Don't get in there unless you're ready to get bloody. All right? Don't get in there until you're ready to get bloody. Now, that leads me to something else. Actually, that's not true. That doesn't lead me to that because this is going to sound totally different. And I'm going to get back to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions here in a second. But this just came out from the Washington Post. And boy, this is just so... It's just such a great example of why we are where we are. Do you ever get the feeling... That were led by the dumbest people in the country. That, that the leaders at virtually every level, no matter, no matter what we're talking about here, that they're actually the dumbest people in the country. They shouldn't be, right? Because they all went to Harvard. They all went to Princeton and Stanford and the Wharton School of Business. They all have these fancy degrees, and yet they're all so dumb. They get everything wrong. They screw everything up. And you sit back, or at least I do, maybe I'm alone in this, and I marvel not just that they're dumb because dumb people are everywhere. I mean, Chris is here. It's that these dumb people lead the society. They're in charge. Our dumbest people are in charge. It's why I've encouraged normal people. I'm not going to get sidetracked. Normal people like you to run for office. You think you're not qualified? You're the most qualified. The idiots we currently have in there with 19 degrees, they're the ones who aren't qualified. Anyway, anyway, I digress. You talk about the greatest example of why that is. Here's why it is. You've probably heard lately, Joe Biden has started to use a phrase. It started out of the blue, and we actually talked about it. I think it was on last night's show or maybe the night before about how it sounds really cool. Joe Biden has started to use the phrase ultra-maga. He's an the the ultra-maga agenda, ultra-maga, and we all kind of laughed because it's its honestly makes it sound kind of cool it's really it makes us sound cooler than we even are. one, it makes us sound cooler than we are. two what how is this effective in any way? It's just dumb. I mean, I don't have a better way to put it. it's just stupid it's It's really stupid. Well, Joe Biden is President of the United States of America. I mean, granted, he's a half functional adult, but he still is President of the United States of America, so surely. I mean, surely some smart people, I mean, they all went to Harvard, right? Surely some smart people helped him come up with this phrase that clearly they came up with, and that's how they decided it was going to be super effective. This came today from the Washington Post. (laughs) Biden's attempt to reappropriate MAGA and ultra MAGA. Do you want to know where it came from? It was the result of a six-month research effort by liberal groups somebody paid a fortune to various groups to take six months and haul people into rooms for focus groups and make phone calls for polls hey what about this word how does this word make you feel hey let's get some charts and graphs out there guys And at the end of that six months, with all this money and all this research, they came up with the dumbest thing. Humanly possible. And that is a great example of why we are where we are as a country. It's a great example of why we respond to everything the wrong way because it's nothing but these egghead losers with way too much education talking to each other and funding each other. And so they come up with all dumb ideas because they're completely disconnected from us, they're totally disconnected from the real world. They only talk to each other. And you can make a great living doing that. No, they're all rich. Oh, they're all doing great, so don't get me wrong. They're they're not going to be starving anytime soon. They're not stressing gas prices, but they are the dumbest people on the planet, and this applies now to so many of our scientists politicians it applies to celebrities it certainly applies in the academic world you're on these manicured college campuses you only talk to other communist professors all day long across the board in our society we are led by the dumbest people in the United States of America with no connection to us whatsoever you can't even have a brief authentic moment as president you have to hand out just tons of money so liberal groups can take six months only to return to you with the dumbest phrase I've ever heard in my life in politics. The dumbest people in the country lead the country. All right, we're going to get back to your question. Someone wants to know about congressional hearings. Why does nothing ever d- get done? Are they worth anything at all? We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's talk about first your estrogen level, fellas. I know that's not comfortable. But a lot of this isn't your fault. It's in your water. It's in your shower. That's real. You're consuming estrogen. You shouldn't be every day. That's real. As a result, the average man's testosterone is half, one half of what it was 50 years ago. Not ancient history, 50 years ago. We have to change that or we have no chance. We become a country of strong men or we have no chance. I've been taking the male vitality stack from Chalk, C-H-O-Q, for months and months and months. This stuff is awesome. 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. You got 90 days on your hands for a 20% increase? You can't imagine how much better you feel. Go to C-H-O-Q.com, C-H-O-Q.com and use the code JESSE. That gets you 35% off go male vitality stack. chOQ.com Code Jesse. It's Jesse the Jesse Kelly show. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Chris. I thought we, is this that dragon force crap again? Will you stop playing this? That's awful. It's awful. Chris. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Doctor Jesse questions to Jesse at jessekellyshow on an Ask Doctor Jesse Friday. You know what we need, Chris? We need a we need a palate cleanser. Only one thing can 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 cleanse our palate, Chris. And you know what it is? I can taste. I can taste what it is. Here is
3: what it is. And, and do you support a no fly zone in Ukraine? I, I, I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia I don't know what it will mean but you know freedom is not free <laughs> so you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean if you, if you have to shoot down Russian planes I mean of course uh. so, <laughs> conventional war with Russia listen thank you
4: thank you thank you you know what Chris that's a good point maybe we don't need Maria Salazar before we get into congressional hearings and how useless they are maybe maybe what we really need is the bandito.
3: Ay, ay, ay,
1: ay. I am the Frito Bandito. Hey, I like Frito's corn chips. I love them. I do. I want Frito's corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Frito's corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend.
5: Munch, munch,
4: munch, of Oh, that is beautiful. And look, it's a Friday, Chris. All right, let's get to the heavy stuff. Jesse, too many great names to mention, Kelly. <laughs> Tell me, what is the purpose of these congressional hearings if nobody ever gets indicted? And it seems to me they're just grilling people and then nothing gets done. Tell me, oh, wise Oracle, what is the point? Okay, I- I've had this thought for a long time. And allow me to clarify the congressional hearing in itself is valuable for a couple reasons one it it brings this scum to light it, it it plays on all the radio shows all the news shows when you expose these people for being true scum then more and more of the public wake up and really remember that's always that's the battle we're always fighting you and me we have the numbers we need people to wake up and start fighting with us, that we have to drag people in. And when you get congressional hearings, stuff like this, it, it, look, this has the potential to wake up your non-political neighbor when he hears this crap.
0: Again, you can sit there and deny that your, the actions you took, your policies, have sent the signal to the world. Again, end Title 42. It is the final signal that our border is completely open. You even stopped calling it apprehension. Now it's just encounter. You encounter, you're managing the process by making that processing and dispersing so much more efficient.
5: Um, I would like to finish my answer. Uh, well, you're not answering the, the question. You're, you're, the, you're the, just the dodging it. No, I, I've already answered your question, Senator, if I may. That we do not believe the policies of this administration have caused um, the migration. Okay, so, that, actually- okay that that's, that's you're, you're living in an alternate reality.
4: That's a good thing. Listen to that little snaky weasel. "Ah, ah, Actually, I did uh, answer your question. Every person. You can show that to your neighbor who agrees with you and your values and say, look, look at the scum that runs this country. Wake up. I needed to go to the voting booth with me. Wake up. We got to get these people out. So that is effective. However, you are right about the trials. This has always been my frustration. These senators and these congressmen. Yeah, they ask great questions. And then they'll package that for a fundraising email. Send $50 to Congressman Bob so he can fight against socialism and close the border. You know, that kind of thing. But there's never any real consequences that come on the back end of them. Merrick Garland? Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States of America, just lied to Congress. Uh, What are we going to do to him about that? What are we going to do to him about that? Nothing. If the answer is nothing, then what difference does it make? We have these hearings all the time about let's have a hearing here and we'll interrogate him here, interrogate him here. And then I always ask, what are you doing about it? If Merrick Garland is going to take his position as Attorney General of the United States of America... And he's going to use it to use the FBI like a club against the opponents of the Democratic Party, which he's done with all this teachers' union stuff and sicking the FBI on concerned parents. He doesn't just need a hearing. Oh, he needs a hearing. Merrick Garland has to go away. That's illegal. You can't do that. When Lois Lerner uses the IRS to stomp the Tea Party into the ground, she's the head of the IRS. And she uses her position to stomp the tea party into the ground. Yeah, I am I am so happy you guys had hearings. I am. You had hearing after hearing after hearing. And boy, she she looked terrible in those hearings. Chris, do me a favor. Look up what Lois Lerner is doing right now. Look up what Lois Lerner is currently doing. I, I'm anxious to hear this. Without knowing, I don't know. I will bet you money Lois Lerner is at one of two places. I bet you Lois Lerner either has some sweet, cushy job making half a million dollars a year in academia, or I bet you Lois Lerner is at one of these liberal think tank groups, which are just gigantic slush funds to pay off people who served the regime well. I bet you money Lois Lerner took her position as head of the IRS, abused her power, attacked the American people, and not only did she not go to federal prison for that for the rest of her life, I bet you she's living high on the hog. What's she doing, Chris? Oh, the FBI found no evidence to convict her. All right, we'll keep, lo- we'll keep looking that up. Someone's probably looking it up as we speak. We'll find you what Lois Lerner is currently doing. If the hearings are never backed up by trials ever, what good does that do us? What good does that do us at all? Because look, fear, fear is important. We end up talking a lot about parenting on the show, and we've been talking this week because I was telling you about my buddy's monstrous kids who told the mom to shut up, and I said, you know, my sons would never do it. Why? because I just happened to produce these saintly angels who who've never, who would never even dream of, of doing something like that. No. Fear. My sons understand full well. If you ever talk to your mother like that, you better run faster than I, than I run. That's the bottom line. That doesn't go. Fear is important. The people in our government continue to abuse us They continue to abuse their positions of power because none of them fear getting arrested. They don't care about the latest congressional hearing. Oh, they don't love it. It makes them uncomfortable. They look stupid. But none of them fear arrest and prosecution. And until they start fearing arrest and prosecution, nothing will change because there's no motivation to change. As soon as they're done, they just skip right along, right to academia or the media world and live it up. All right. We have some heavy questions and light questions. We have someone wants to know about Nickelback. Someone else wants to know about Genghis Khan. And someone else wants to know about abortion exceptions. They have questions. I have answers. Kind of. Hang on. it is the Jesse Kelly Show. And hey, before we get back to the ask Dr. Jesse questions, we have to answer another tough one about abortion. And then Genghis Khan. Even, even Nickelback. We thought it'd be a nice let's let's take a breather and once again salute the greatest parody and the history of parody from the comedy group Whitest Kids You Know. They did a parody of a campaign ad, and it is the most honest truthful campaign ad for politicians I have ever heard.
5: Hi, I'm Clint Webb, and I'm running for Senate. I have a short cropped haircut, a pretty enough yet accessible looking wife, and a newborn baby that I've dressed in a suit to prove to you that I mean business. For the last 15 years, I've lived my life in such a bland, uncontroversial, and repressed manner that it's almost unnatural. Why? Because I've been preparing to be a representative since I was a child. Most well-adjusted, sane men would be hesitant to take a job where their decisions would so drastically affect the lives of so many, but not me. I possess a sort of sociopathic narcissism that makes me think that I should be in charge of everyone. But all of that needs to start here at home, in this beautiful state that I've grown to love since I moved here 18 months ago. Together we can piggyback some of our state's legitimate needs onto my unquenchable lust for self-glorification. And that's a promise here's an unflattering picture of my opponent here's a quote of his taken out of context (laughs) oh and one more thing i have a dog (laughs) i enlisted in the military for the minimum amount of time in a position that would never see combat why well because it would help me be your senator i don't make friends i make acquaintances All of my motives are ulterior. I'm self-involved to the point of psychosis. (laughs) My soul is terrifying. And that's leadership. So this November, let's send Washington a message. And what is that message? Hey. Me.
4: (laughs) I don't know which part's my favorite. It might be the, I'm self-involved to the point of psychosis. (laughs) Was that me, Chris? No, it wasn't me. That is me. Chris, that's, that's who I am as a person, really. <laughs> Try to focus on me. All right, let's get into a heavy thing here. Dr. Jesse, this email is in regards to the hot topic of abortion in the past few days. I'm a pro-life person, 99.9%, and have always been. There's only one scenario that always holds me back from being 100. To cut to the chase, I'll give you my .01 scenario and would like to hear your thoughts. We'll try to keep this as family-friendly as possible. I hate to put it this way, but I can't get past this one. If your wife or daughter gets raped and becomes pregnant, do you allow for the whole process to run its course and raise the baby as your own? Or do you abort since it wasn't your doing? I couldn't live with myself letting it run its course. Says I can say his name. His name is Robert. All right. (laughs) Look. This is one of those things where I try to actually be as much of a monster as I am. I try to be careful with this because what I just described, the show's gotten so big, and I have no idea why. The show's gotten so big, somebody listening to the sound of my voice has gone through this. So understand, I've never had to go through this. I'm just giving you my personal opinion on it. The reason I am 100%, not 99.9% pro-life, is this. If that were to happen, obviously, it would be beyond devastating for all involved. I, I'd, I'd be the least devastated, right? I mean, first, it's your wife or daughter that's gone through. It's just, it's just awful for all involved. However, that doesn't change the fact that baby growing in there is a unique, God-breathed soul that I don't have the right to kill. I, I, it's not like I'd be thrilled about it or anything like that, that's, but that's why I'm 100% pro-life. Unless it's life of the mother, have the baby, because I don't, an innocent baby, th- it should be something. As a society, it's wild that we even have to have this conversation. Should we kill him? Should we kill him here? Should we not kill him there? Hey, when should we murder the baby? As a society, if you're a just society, the the question should be, How far should we go to protect the unborn? We're on the wrong side of the Overton window. You protect women and kids in your society. That's what we should be. Instead, we don't. We kill the kids and abuse the women. You should be a society that protects women and children. Now, maybe that's... I don't know. Maybe that's old fashioned. Maybe I have some weird old fashioned way of looking at things. I've never claimed to be right about everything, but that's where, that's how I view a country. How are your women and children taken care of? If they're treated like crap, well, then I have a problem with it. You've seen some of those radical Islamic countries. This isn't every Muslim country, country but some of the radical Islam Islamic countries where the women are just treated like cattle, man, I don't pass judgment on to other people and the things they believe and whatnot because, like I said, I'm a terrible person anyway. If you if you have yourself ten wives and you find yourself whipping them and stuff like that, I got a real problem with you, big time, big time. All right, all right enough of that. Let's get to some heavier questions, Chris. What do you think about Nickelback? Guy says or lady says she's 55 and loves them. She says she assumes I don't like them because she's never heard them in the bumper music. All right. Says I'm the best. Well, she's right. I am the best. That's one. Two, Nickelback is so underrated, Chris. Yes, they are. No, you have to admit they're underrated because everyone hates on them. Everyone hates on them. So if they're even slightly good, I understand they're probably terrible people. Chris, they're musicians. Of course they're terrible people. That song Rockstar, that's a good song play it, Chris. Chris, do we have Rockstar? Can you play it, please? See, Chris? We're jamming. No, let it go. Let it go. I wonder if it would be good with bombs. It's for the song. And cannons. It adds to it, Chris. I think it does. You know what it needs? A B-A-R. See? Let it eat with Nickelback, baby! See, Chris? I told you it was good. Jesse, you keep referring to Genghis as the greatest conqueror ever. Talking about Genghis Khan. Though it's an easy comparison to make, it is false. It's Sort of like comparing Roosevelt to Eisenhower. Maybe a better leader, but not at all a better leader for military purposes. Subadai was definitely a more able military commander. In case you don't know, Genghis Khan and his Mongol army, probably the greatest army of all time. They tore through everybody. But... Genghis Khan, yeah, he was the top. He was the big cheese. He had several generals underneath him who were studs. Yeah, they Chris, they all had drinking problems. That's why the Mongol Empire didn't last very long. They all drank themselves to death, and they had to keep replacing leaders because the leaders would drink themselves to death. Uh, yeah, it's 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 best to control your vices out there. But, look, more than anything, the lesson you can take away from the Mongols, if you ever dig into them, was... They were. I heard uh, Dan Carlin on Hardcore History describe them the best way I've ever heard it described that they came down from a higher league. It is wild when you look at their combat how they were just simply on a different level. They operated totally different and totally better than anyone else. I mean, I, I brought up, uh, in case you missed the first hour, I brought up just a little brief history on samurai. I actually have a samurai mongol story that's a great, great little uh, a great little bit of evidence for that here in just a second. Before I get to that, uh, let's just make sure we also reinforce the fact. Um, I know we haven't talked about it a lot today, but inflation's really bad. And they're out there saying it's going to get worse. Do you have gold in your hands from Oxford Gold Group yet? How many headlines do I have to read you about inflation being bad and gold being high? That problem is going to keep getting worse. We don't know how this story ends. Call Oxford Gold Group. They'll deliver gold to your front door. I'm not telling you to do anything ridiculous. Just take some steps to protect yourself so you have something of tangible value. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take extra special care of you. They will. I know these guys. They're awesome. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group will mail gold to your front door. No matter what these people do to the dollar, the gold will be there. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Feeling a little stocky. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. the jesse kelly show final segment of the jesse kelly show on an ask dr jesse friday remember you can still email the show we'll get to him eventually jesse at jesse your love your hate your death threats your ask dr jesse questions if you missed any part of the show just go get the podcast the whole things on iheart google spotify and itunes go download it Just found out top 10 in the country chris no big deal not to brag <laughs> I always knew, Chris, I no, in all seriousness, in just, I wanted to say humbly, I always knew I was going to be a star. What? What, Chris? The Oracle? The Shogun always knew. <laughs> Alright, now seriously, let's focus here. I, I, I still can't believe these words came out of Mitch McConnell's mouth.
5: I think we all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine.
4: Okay, we have mothers here who can't find baby formula. The border is being overrun 800,000 illegal immigrants, 800,000 plus already this year. Uh, Where do you think the money's coming from? There's no money left and you drunken idiots keep blowing it like it's going out of style. It's nuts out of me. Gosh, I cannot stand these people. Uh, All right. You know what? Let's talk about something good real quick. I'm going to save you a little bit of money. Speaking of money. You know, there's a way your family could save over $900 a year. Switch to Pure Talk. If you have Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you have one of these carriers, you can get on the same 5G network as one of those big guys and save over $900 a year, and you won't fund a company that hates you anymore. In fact, Pure Talk You'll never see them violate your values. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. They believe in America so much. Their customer service is based right here in the country. Don't believe me? You'll find out when you get a hold of them. You know how nice it is to talk to an American who speaks English? It takes less than 10 minutes to switch. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and that'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Dial pound two five zero say Jesse Kelly. Switch to pure talk. All right, well, there's a bunch of them, so let's get chopping. And now,
5: here's a headline. Go, you know the thing.
0: Emails. We didn't get to.
4: Dear economist Oracle Jesse, I owe just under 10K in loans. I haven't made a payment. Oh, he's asking the same thing the guy asked earlier in the show. Should I wait and see if Biden pays it off? You bet you wait and see if Biden pays it off. That's your money. That's your tax money. They're not canceling it. They're transferring it to us anyway. You might as well get something for it. Dear Jesse, from one Ohioan by birth to another, what is your opinion of Skyline Chili? I love it to this day, but you bring it up in conversation. In Texas, it's a sure way or a surefire way to start a heated debate. Go Bucks. Says so I can say his name. His name is Michael. Skylight chili is off. It's absolutely awesome, and I don't understand why people don't like it. Yeah, I think if you say you don't like it, you're lying. It's a bunch of meat and delicious spices mixed together, and you put cheese on top of it. Who wouldn't like it? What, Chris? Skyline chili. Uh, it's huge in like uh, Cincinnati. If you go to Cincinnati, you can get skyline chili dogs. No, you say they don't know how to make chili up there because you're a snobby Texan who thinks no one else can make chili as if it's some secret recipe they only reveal to you when you get your Texas driver's license. No, that's the point. There's no beans in it. Chris, would I be endorsing something with those foul little pieces of vermin in there? No, there's no beans in Skyline Chili. I've really mainly had it on spaghetti, which really makes people mad. It just dropped noodles in there and put Skyline Chili on it, or on I've had it on dogs, hot dogs in various places like Cincinnati. It's fantastic. If you don't like it, you're just being a chili snob. Yo, Jesse, I'd li- like to know how you proposed to your lovely wife. Love the show. Keep feeding the commies what they hate," says his name is Dan. Um, my wife all right, let's see. I went and bought the ring. Oh, that was the thing. You know, you ever seen those old vehicles? I don't know if they still make them anymore. The Hummers, the original ones, the huge, gigantic Hummers. She always was, she likes big rigs. She always likes big big cars and stuff like that. Probably why she likes me, Chris, because I'm so big. What? Anyway, so I, I went and rented one. It was a fortune. It cost me a fortune. I could only afford to do it for a night. But I went and rented one and showed up to pick her up for a date in that. And then I drove out. I drove out to some place that looks over uh, the valley in Tucson. and I asked her in there and she looked at the ring when I asked her to marry me. And it was just the most romantic moment ever. I'll never forget when she looked at the ring and looked at me and said, are you serious? (laughs) That's real. That's what she said. What Chris? Oh, why did you have to bring that up? Chris, Chris said, why? Chris said you didn't get down on one knee. This has become something that she has brought up to this day. She loved it at the time. You know, there was no problem at the time. And in the moment, it was great. But anytime the boys bring up something or whatnot, she'll always say, your father didn't get down on one knee. Your your, fa- oh, she has, she mentioned it to you? That See, this has gone too far. I was trying to, see, this is why I don't do romance very well. I view everything very, she says, I do view everything logically and practically. That's why I don't, that's why I don't gift give very well. That's why I don't do romance very well. It's like that time I bought the wife a lotion warmer because she's always cold, and she opened it up and laughed in my face at Christmas time. I thought it made sense. Dr. Jesse, if you would have had a girl instead of two boys, would you have considered naming her Jesse Kelly Jr.? You know, that's not very nice. That's not very nice. Jesse is not a girl's name. Jessica is a- Jesse's it. not a girl's name, Chris. Hi, Chris. And Jesse, too. <laughs> Any updates on Kamala's root cause plans to address the illegal immigration crisis? You know, we, we forget it was a year ago. They put Kamala in charge of the border and she never went to the border. Isn't that, isn't that so wild? They put her in charge and she never went there. Golly, what a place to be. To your strikingly handsome devil dog, I gave up on bringing my dime redheaded wife to church. After the church doors spontaneously combusted when she grabbed the handles, he says, obviously, I knew the risk of bringing a redheaded church. I just wasn't thinking clearly. We now have a one year old daughter with a slight reddish tint to her hair. Should I take the risk of bringing her to Sunday school? He said, P.S. Please read my name because you read my wife's last week and she's been prancing around the house talking about how she's basically famous now. (laughs) Semper Fi, brother. Look you got to bring your redhead daughter to church with the hopes that Jesus will be able to give her a soul. She doesn't have one now. Neither does the wife. And this is, look, God knows what he's doing. He made the redhead so hot for a reason. He knew it would be dangerous. And some people, they wouldn't heed all the warning signs, and they would just start dating them anyway. And look, when you end up without your kidneys and your tires slashed, don't come whining to me. Oh, I didn't read his name. Oh, dang it. What is his name? Forrest. His name is Forrest. His name is Forrest. Chris, dang it. What if we'd gone through all that waiting and I didn't read the poor guy's name? That would have sucked. All right. Dear Doc, what's your favorite hard candy? Mine is the Atomic Fireball. Said his name is Keith. Hard candy. I'm not big on hard candy. I don't like to suck on things. (laughs) I hard candy. Man, mine actually might be the atomic fireball. I just don't like to, I don't, if I have to go candy, I'm much more of like a sour patch kids guy, I like sour, a hard candy. I'm just not a hard candy person. Lemonheads are good. Lemonheads are good to make you pucker up a little bit, Chris. Make you pucker up. Dear or Dr. Jesse, since you're a real board certified doctor, I have a medical question. My sister's pregnant with a baby boy and that raised the question if she and her husband plan on having the child circumcised. I had no idea this was such a controversial issue these days, and it has members of the family divided. I don't have an opinion. It's not my kid, and it's not my private part involved. I'd like your opinion and not the bias of Chris, because we already know what his take on the subject. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I think you got to do it, right? I think we snipped both of our kids, if anything, for their future wives. Was that out of line? Oh, you know, what a way to end the show. I I apologize. (laughs) That's all.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.